2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on life-changing talk radio 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Brian Bales, and I am the lead pastor at Christian Fellowship Church, and I am your host today for Good News for the City, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Well, I imagine most of you know this, but in case you don't, here's a heads up. This is the weekend before Thanksgiving. And like many other things in 2020, it is going to be different this year. Uh, there won't be as many large gatherings. And if there is, you may have some people knocking on your door asking why that's so. And even if you have gatherings, when people gather, there's going to be mass and social distancing. This will be a Thanksgiving day and a Thanksgiving weekend that is different than we're used to seeing, indeed. But that sort of social distancing and face masks and all that stuff doesn't even take into account some of the real life issues that we're also dealing with. Maybe someone this year is dealing with the reality that they had lost a job. Perhaps they'd even lost a loved one. In the midst of that difficulty, in the midst of the challenges that we face, how do we find reasons to be thankful and grateful in such a time as this? Well, to help us talk through this idea today, I'm going to introduce you to someone you already know. In fact, he's usually the guy talking right now instead of me. It's my co-host, my good friend and buddy, as Dennis often calls me, Dennis Williams. Dennis, thanks today. It's, it's kind of weird how we're doing this, but I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. It's good to see you. God bless your friend. Yeah, well,
2: most people who've listened to the show know you as Director of Ministry Relations at WAVA. Uh, I know you as friend, but let me just give a little bit of background about you. Uh, Dennis has been a pastor for more than three decades, currently celebrating his 38th year of ordination that happened on June tenth, 2020, 38 years. He invests his life as a pastor in helping others in growing churches. At the same time, though, he helps pastors as well step into their calling and growing ministries God has called them into as well. He's pastored churches in Ohio, in Georgia, and Florida, small churches to large churches, uh, as few as 12 people and as much as 3,000. So he has all kinds of experience, both as a lead pastor, a youth pastor, uh, and even while some people don't know this, in counseling. Uh, he's uh, now currently, as you know, doing kingdom business for WAV Radio, Salem Media Group of D.C., as Director of Ministry Relations, but um, some of his background can really get into what we're gonna talk about today. He has a a BA in Religion and Psychology from Wilmington College in Ohio, an MDiv from Candler School of Theology at Emory University in Atlanta, and a Master of Practitioner Level Counselor as well. So these are some things that um, we're going to talk about today. And I think some insights that Dennis have over his years uh, as a ministry pastor, but also as he's going to talk through some things in his life. Dennis currently lives in two places. Uh, he has a home right here in Washington, D.C. area, as well as in Charlotte, North Carolina uh, with his wife, Jennifer. Uh, when he's not working uh, and when COVID's not happening, he's got some hobbies he likes to does. He likes to read, golf, enjoy time with family and friends. So Dennis, um, thanks for being my good buddy, my friend. I, I just wanted to give you the bio and say that, but I, I thought people needed to know some of your background because the things that you're going to talk about uh, are, are really personal, but I think there are going to be other people who, who know what that journey is like, either right now or at some other time in their life before or might even know about it in the future. Because for you, much like all of us, 2020 has been a difficult year, but there's some, some personal things for you uh, that has happened. Of course, you know, COVID 19 has impacted everyone. But would you be just maybe talk about and be so gracious to talk about some people how this year you've experienced uh, not just COVID 19, but great loss? And we're just going to start from there because I know people are kind of wondering, what are we going to talk about to be thankful in the midst of difficulties? And and you have a lot of things that uh, does happen this year.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, Brian, when you said some of that stuff about me, it reminded me of a coworker at WAVA because I'm kind of silly. And I love to have fun and, and and joke with guys. And you and I joke back and forth all the time. But one time <clears throat> he came in to see me about some issues in his life as a counselor. And, and we sat in my office and we talked. And he said, you know, he said, how you act around here most of the time, man. He said, I would never know. You are such a smart guy because you're such <laughs> a goof off. So, you know, quit goofing off so much and be serious. So anyway, yeah, it's been a... <clears throat> I said to someone the other day, man, it's been, uh, and I am not going to pretend in any way to uh, make light of, I would never make light of, that's not the word I want to use, but um, everybody has some grief this year, man. They're hurting mm. in ways that you and I can't even comprehend or understand. Yeah. And I've always told folks, you know, uh, they said this happened to you, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. how do you get through that? And I said, you know what though, when it's your grief, when it's your pain, it's the worst. And so, yeah, um, I'm not going to tell the whole long story, but let me start with the most painful. Um, my dad was 82 years old. Um, he went to see his doctor, his cardiologist, um, three weeks before my dad died. My dad died recently and three weeks before my dad passed, he went to see his cardiologist and he said, Oh my gosh, he said, you are the healthiest 82 year old man. I've ever seen. I hope to be that healthy when I'm 82. And three weeks later, my dad had a massive heart attack and died six days after his his heart attack. And um, he died the day after my birthday in May. And so I'll always remember that because it was such a difficult time for the birthday. And then um, about five weeks later um, with another heart issue, my oldest son Joshua died on the 4th of July. And uh, sorry, Brian. That's all right. Um, I lost the two most important men in my life in a in a five week period, and the pain has been more than I can tell you um, to some degree. And I think you know this. I mean, you've been a pastor a while too, and and we've helped a lot of people through death and dying and and celebrations and all of those kind of things, but. You know, there's some, all of us have the uh, the vision that, you know, we'll probably bury our parents, you know, and, and that's kind of a normal, natural thing. But to bury a mm-hmm. child, I mean, who thinks of that? I just pray to God that, and I know it happens, but um, it's probably the worst pain I've ever felt in my life to this point in my life. And I, you know, I'm very weary of saying that, but yeah, it's, it's super painful, buddy.
2: Yeah, and longtime listeners of the show will remember that one time uh, Joshua was even on the show, uh, and we yeah, had a chance was. to talk about the relationship that the two of you had, and how God had done some amazing things, and and so um,
1: we talked or texted every day, man. Yeah, we talked or texted every day. Hmm. Uh, when
2: when someone goes through as much loss as you're going through, I, I think it'd be easy for people to say, "Man, I, I don't know how it even move forward," but. But certainly, even if someone says, I'm going to get through this, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard to find understanding, to find hope, to find comfort. So as someone that obviously people listen to and go to, we we understand that you're not Jesus, right? Uh, Only Jesus is Jesus. But as someone who maybe can, through your experiences uh, and through your pain and difficulty, kind of walk us through some things that would be very difficult for all of us. To find peace and strength. Could you talk about where you are finding currently some peace and some strength um, that's available, even though maybe people who are listening to the show right now would say, how is that even possible?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a tough deal, man. I'll tell you what I lean and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I mean this with every fiber of my being. I leaned very, very hard on Jesus because Mm. I knew, I knew, I absolutely knew, Brian, that I could depend on him and that he wouldn't kick me out when I was, when I was so raw, when I went to him, you know what? I never did ask, by the way, I didn't ask why me, Lord. I didn't ask why us, Lord. I didn't ask why my family, Lord. I didn't ask any of those questions, but what I did do is I cried out, boy, I wept so hard that my body hurt. I wept and I Mm -hmm. cried and I just, there were times I screamed, um, my neighbors probably thought I was a nutcase and wondered if Jennifer was beating me with a golf club or something, but um I leaned hard into jesus and i and I said to God a lot, Lord, I know you know my pain, and believe it or not, that gave me some comfort to know that I was not the first one to go through this. I yeah. also redoubled now this is maybe you're going to say, well, this is a preacher doing this, but I don't think so. I do know where my help comes from, and so I pushed hard into it. I redoubled my efforts at reading the scriptures every single day, sometimes twice a day. And I would find comfort psalms for example. I was in the psalms a lot and I would find a lot of comfort in the psalms. And so, but here's a very physical thing. Now, those were physical things of course. They were mental and spiritual things, but here's something I did. I talked to you because I think you have to have good friends. And you got to have friends that understand. I got a text from you almost every day or at least weekly that said, hey, buddy, I'm praying for you. Yeah. I also went to a, a friend. He actually married Jennifer and I um, a while ago. Um, he is a, he's not a pastor, but he's a Christian counselor. Um, he's in Florida. And I promise you, Brian, I was sitting out there and I was just weeping and crying really heavily one day outside my home here in Charlotte and i was just weeping out loud man and i and i'm not kidding man god put tom's name in my mind's eye almost as if to say call tom he can help you and so guess what i did i called tom yeah because why because i think we all need we all need a support system and those people who manifest god's presence in our lives
2: yeah you know, I think you're, you're really revealing a lot of things that people need to understand that in the midst of pain, in the midst of difficulty, you know, trying to keep it to yourself, trying to manage it all yourself is, is never going to work, that we first need to turn to Jesus. Uh, and then God uses, Jesus uses other people in our lives to help us walk through this. And, and as you've been walking through this moment, you know, God promises us that he doesn't waste our pain. You know, the Bible never says that we don't have pain. There's a a verse in scripture that reminds us that no matter who you are, um, you know, blessings and difficulties land on you when we live in this world. But he does promise Romans chapter eight. We've talked about it before on the show that he will work things together to conform us to the image of his son. He does promise he doesn't waste it. And so in this moment, as he's working through this, I know we would all sign up. None of us wake up in the morning saying, hey, I want pain. I want difficulty, I want hurt. But if that is the reality at some level, this side of eternity, what has God been doing in your life and showing in your life about processing your grief and your pain and, and giving you healing in the midst of some of this?
1: Yeah, I've, I know this is probably not surprising to you, especially Brian, since you work with me a lot. Um, I am not an introvert. Um, I'm pretty, I'm relatively extroverted. My wife thinks mm-hmm. sometimes, I mean, I talk to everybody everywhere. Um, when we did go into Walmart, I would strike up a conversation <laughs> with the people yeah. at Walmart because I, and just yesterday, by the way, I was walking out of a medical facility and this lady and I struck up a conversation. And as we were walking back to our cars and she said, what do you think about all this? And And I started saying, I said, I don't know. I you know, one of the things I think is that God has gotten our attention, um, and I pray that we're paying attention. And so I guess what God has done is that has helped me become, um, and isn't it awful that sometimes it takes tragedy to get our attention, but once God has our attention, that God walks us through a series of events through a lot of really good people, and these events can, if we're looking for it, and that's what I've been doing if we're really looking for it and just not walking through it, just bumping in the night, if we're really looking for it, I think God will show us ways and give us answers. But here's the deal. There's a song and I can't remember the name of it. I don't remember the name of it now, but I remember a line that says, answers won't get rid of the pain Mm -hmm. just because I have answers that why did Joshua die? Why did my dad die? Well, as human beings, we die, don't we? And we don't want that. But, The answer is this. The answer is, I know how much God adores me and adores us. And I think that's what I have seen because it's almost as if God trusts. I don't think Joshua, I mean, I don't think God killed Joshua. No, no way. God didn't strike down Joshua or strike down my dad. It was not that at all. But what God is doing, what Jesus Christ is doing in our lives is showing us through this extreme pain, that God has gone through himself, um, how much he cares for us and maybe trusts us to share the good news, even in the midst of that pain. Yeah. What I hear you saying, Dennis, is that, um, really what, what you've been focusing
2: on instead of a why mentality, you've been focusing on a who mentality, um, you know, why or why did this happen? Um, who is this is God and this is his character in the midst of not understanding the why I can trust in who Jesus is. The good news is that Jesus came and died for me, that, that if I, if I'm going through all this difficulty, he went through even more difficulty and he's not sort of leaving me hanging out to dry. Has that been some of the key for you, for your mindset? And maybe other people are listening to this and said, I need some keys to help me think and live and act in a way that allows me to, to be a thankful person uh, in the midst of this time, even though I'm still hurting from loss, is that one of them? Are are there other sort of mindset things as well?
1: You know, I ha- let me let me just share with you um, something that happened yesterday. But but this scripture, um, it's one of my favorites. It's been a favorite for a long time. But it came up into my heart um, last week sometime, and it's First Thessalonians five, beginning at verse sixteen, and it says, "Rejoice always, pray continually." Give thanks in all circumstances. That's the one that grabbed me. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Um, Why did I read that? Well, I'm glad you asked me. Um, Here's the reason (laughs) I. (laughs) um, It doesn't say, I didn't read in that, Brian, be thankful for everything. Mm. I don't think it expects us to be thankful for everything. I am not thankful that my dad died, and that Joshua died. I am not thankful at all. It says, give thanks. Mm. Because I think when we give thanks, that reveals God in a way that I think giving thanks, for example, changes the lens through which we see our life circumstances. You asked just a question ago. Let me back up just for a minute. Um, I read a book. I I was just searching for everything, as you can imagine. When my son died, I I was just searching, 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 I read the scriptures a whole lot. I found a book. Um, The book's title is Learning to Walk in the Dark. And um, I know the author uh, because I know her from seminary. And uh, and, and so I thought, well, that's a crazy kind of deal, man. God is light and in him is no darkness at all, right? What in the world are you trying to say? So I read the book in like two days. And here's what came out of it. And here's what God has taught me. I'm learning to walk in the dark, but here's what I found out when I was walking in the dark, guess what? God is God in the dark as well as the light. And so I didn't even have to fear um, when I was walking in the dark, Mm -hmm. you know, most of us are kind of afraid of the dark and we don't want to go outside, but God is still God in the midst of the darkness as well as the light. So that's another thing God has taught me.
2: Yeah. And I I think that's a great encouragement right now for those people who are listening to your story, but have their own personal story of what it looks like uh, to deal with hurt in the season. It's not saying I'm thankful that everything that happened to me, but how do I still live in an attitude and gratitude of thanks in the midst of it? And that's a really important thing. And thanks for taking some time, definitely to delineate that for people who. Who may not necessarily grasp that idea. Now, uh, I know you. We've had these sort of conversations, and so a little bit. This is a bit more revealing for the people who are listening to the show. Is, is that there are some days that you're doing really, really well. In uh, some days, it's a bit like a roller coaster. In those roller coaster moments, where you're at the bottom of the hill instead of the top of the hill, um, how how do you find ways uh, to be thankful, encourage yourself, and in, in those sort of things?
1: I do really. I was telling Claude before we came on the air that uh, I don't think you heard, Brian. I think you were away for just a second. But um, about two weeks ago, I was sitting out um, reading um, the scriptures on my back patio. And um, so I was just out of nowhere. I was weeping and crying, I mean, bitterly, because it just hurt so bad. And I was missing Joshua so bad and missing my dad. And I found myself saying, Oh, I need to go call. No, I can't go call. Um, so what I do is, um, I, I, I gotta, I want to be quick cause there's another part that I got to get in here. I just got to get in here. Um, I'll go for a walk mm-hmm. and I will just speak. Sometimes I'll just do breath prayers. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I need you Jesus more right now than I need you ever can you come right now and comfort me and the walk doing something physical will help me as well to get yeah. rid of some stress and some energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big deal for me just walking mm-hmm. and, and, and not burdening anybody else at that moment, but then coming back from that and saying, Hey, Jen, here's what I'm feeling, baby, or give you a call or give Tom a call, because they're coming back to that. God uses you guys. I go to God first but God will give me a name or give me a word and, and you know, call Brian and call Tom or I'll just pour yeah. out to Jennifer. But here's one more thing. I go ahead. Yeah. Were you going to ask something?
2: No, no, no. I was going to tell you, get to the thing that's really important as we get into the last So here's, minutes the, of here's
1: the one that, 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 and I, and I hope everybody takes this for what it, for what it is, man. And because this is super important to me, um, Jennifer, mine and Jennifer's lives changed drastically about they've changed drastically all this year but they changed drastically about six weeks ago. And we started babysitting our 10-month-old granddaughter. Mm. Her, Her name is Charlie. Charlie is now a year old. She turned a year old on November the 8th. And so Charlie is one of the most adorable, giving little beings I've ever met in my life. Now, is that because I'm her granddad? Maybe, but she's so sweet and so cute and so smart and really kind of empathic. So here's what I said to Jennifer and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I said, "Jen, I am convinced that our Lord God loves us so much. He sent this baby girl into our lives because she speaks life to me. In the midst of the death this in the midst of death, this sweet little baby girl just brings life out, man. You know?" And just she's so adorable. And when she comes in, Brian, and gives Papa D a huge hug, mm. that's just, you know, does that replace anything? Of course not. But what I'm yeah. saying is that it speaks life. And I think yeah. that's what the gospel does. And that's what God does. Yeah.
2: And, and by the way, uh, I know the nickname for you is Grandpa's Papa D. You should add Papa D into your bio. <laughs> I just think Papa you should D. do that. Yeah. That's yeah hey, give me in the last minute or so before we close in a tough year like 2020. What, what is your Thanksgiving message you feel God has put on your heart to share to all those people who tune in to listen to you for the good news of the city or know you from WAVA ministry relations or even hear your voice uh, doing a, a, an infomercial or a commercial on WAVA? What would you want them to hear and know?
1: Um, don't skip Thanksgiving. And I mm-hmm. don't mean just the day. I mean, as a lifestyle. Um, Jennifer and I saw some Christmas lights come on last night when we were coming into our area. And Jen said, well, I guess they're skipping Thanksgiving. Uh, and going right on to Christmas. Don't skip Thanksgiving. I, I wrote down something I want to read to you. Gratitude changes the lens through which we see the circumstances of our lives, and Thanksgiving changes our perspective despite broken dreams and broken relationships and broken hearts. I think when you are thankful and never lose your heart of gratitude, it really does change things. But you got to live out that heart of gratitude. So don't skip Thanksgiving, folks. And folks, can I tell you, I love you. I Mm. love you. I love you.
2: Yeah. Well, Dennis, is someone who's been a, a part of this journey with you, certainly not a huge part, but a part. And as, as many of the people who have listened to you, and, and interestingly enough, whether they've ever met you or not, feel like they know you because they hear you on the radio or have seen you someplace. And, and you've been so free in sharing how God works in your life and can work in others' life. I just want to say thank you. Uh, I, I know our thankfulness is to, to God in heaven, the father of uh, of us, but that your willingness to come in and to be open. You know, I, there's something powerful when we connect with other people that we might even have the tendency to believe that they wear sort of a Superman cape because they're in ministry or whatever it might be. And they don't deal with these very hard, difficult things. But when we understand that uh, difficulty and challenge comes to everyone, even people with a Superman cape. Uh, and that the true Superman, the true answer, isn't anybody that uh, we're listening to right now, but it's the God in heaven, in Jesus Christ, His Son, and the Spirit that He puts in us, um, that just just makes a difference. Well. Folks, everyone, thanks for tuning in. If you'd like more information, you can go to com uh, and find out more. You can re-listen to this podcast here at any time. And and again, if you've heard something today that you would like connect, you have an opportunity to actually personally yourself talk to Dennis. You can call him at the WAVA offices at 703-807-2266. That's 703-807-2266. Dennis is working remotely like a lot of people right now, but he does check his messages often. So wherever you find yourself today in difficulty or challenge, certainly in 2020, there's been many of them. I hope that you've been encouraged by what Dennis is sharing about our ability to give thanks. And I hope that you understand the difference that Jesus Christ makes in your life. And then as you go today, you remember what, Dennis, that we say every week?
0: It's the gospel that makes a way. Amen. It's the gospel, the
1: gospel that makes a way.
0: Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington DC metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ.